This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Okay, good evening everyone. Shalom Aleichem, Baruch Ma'abam. Parshas Vayetze. Continuing our Shurim on Sefer Bereshis. The Shurim on Sefer Bereshis are sponsored by our good friend, Dr. Zakaim Umeshpachta, Le'iloi Nishmas, Rav Shloima Eliezer Ben Harav Yaakov, Zakaim, and Le'iloi Nishmas, her mother, Rivka Bas Tuvia, the Nisham Shnav and Aliyah. Should be Melitza Yisharim for their whole family. Adbi Askoyal Tzedek. Tonight's share is sponsored anonymously in honor of a grandson's uh, engagement. Bez Hashem, Der Shidduch Sal Oila Yafazain, Shabi L'Shem Losafaras. Okay, so somebody once asked me a very interesting question. They wanted to know if when you're on a plane and you're learning something, if you have extra siyata de shmaya because you're closer to shamayim. So it's hard to answer that question. But maybe from uh, personal experience, yesterday I was flying back and I was under the gun because I uh, had to come up with a topic for Wednesday night. So I think we came up with the most amazing topic possibly. The topic is the word hine. That's this week's topic. The word hine. Say what? That it sounds like the most boring subject you could possibly come. I'm telling you, this is out of this world. Let's start with the pasuk that we say every Matzai Shabbos and Havdalah. We say hine kel Yeshua si eftach v'leifchad. Behold, God of my salvation, I trust in Him and I'm not afraid. Because my strength and the praise on your praise, Hashem, by Yeshua, has been my salvation. That's how uh, Havdalah opens up. Beginning of Havdalah is, Behold, God of my salvation, I trust and I'm not afraid. Now there's one word in this Pasuk that seems to be uh, superfluous. It could have said the exact same thing without saying this one word, and that is the word Hine. What does vihine mean? Behold. Now, do you ever speak to someone and say, you know, I was walking down the street and behold, a car pulled out of the driveway. You know, unless you're uh, in discussing in England or speaking about Shakespearean uh, English, most people do not use the word behold. It's an archaic word. It's a very old-fashioned word. And honestly, it's a word that does not add too much to a conversation. So, what exactly does the, does the word behold mean? How is uh, behold adding anything to... Uh, how does the word behold add anything to a uh, conversation? Behold God of my salvation. Just say, Kel Yeshua Si, the God of my salvation. Evtach Evchad. Does the word Hine actually add anything to the meaning of the Pasek? Or, let's look in Tehillim. We say, Hine... Behold, Loyanum Yishan, Shoimer Yisrael. Loyanum Yishan. He does not sleep, he does not slumber, the guardian of Israel. Why say the word Hine? Hine doesn't mean anything. Behold, just say, Loyan. My grandmother, Allah Shalom, uh, said, you know, when she was uh, running away from the Nazis, she was a Polish, um, she was a daughter of the Rav of Sachachov, and she masqueraded as a Polish peasant. And she, should, she used to run from farm to farm, and sometimes the bombs would fall overhead. And she would say to herself, Hine lo yonum v'lo yishan shaymer Yisrael. Okay, but what does the word Hine add? Does the word Hine have any specific meaning, or it's just some kind of poetic word that adds to the literary style of the Pasuk? So let's begin with the Rashbam. Says the Rashbam that the word Hine has a very specific connotation. Says Rashbam on the Pasuk by Rivka that when she came to full term, it says, Vihine soimim bevitna, and behold, there were twins in her womb. Says Rashbam, what does the word Vihine mean? Says Rashbam, Bechol devar chidush rogel loimarkin. Anytime there's a novelty, anytime there's something unusual, it says the word Hine. Hine means, whoa, something unusual. For example, and this is the, the, Primary example. You ready for this? This week's parsha. Vayihi vaboiker, and it was in the morning. Vihinehi lea, and it was lea. In other words, surprise, Yaakov. 
<laughs> That's a pretty big surprise. Most people, when they get married, they expect in the morning to find the person they think they married. That's like, you know, most people take that for granted. But no. Yaakov inu, vayhiva boiker, vihine leya. Vayhiva boiker, vihine leya. Who was it? And it wasn't leya. The Gemara asked, it wasn't leya in the night? No, the Gemara says, in the night it wasn't leya. In the night, Yaakov thought it was Rachel. Not until the morning came did, uh, did he realize that it was... Uh, not until the morning did Yaakov realize that it was leya. So hine means surprise. That's the klal of the Rashbam. The word hine means surprise. Or here's another example. Paroi woke up. and it was a dream. What's the surprise over there? It seems that the Rashbam is saying that. Uh, it seems that the Rashbam is saying. It seems that the Rashbam is saying that. Um, Yosef went to sleep, excuse me, Pari went to sleep, and in his sleep he saw the seven ears of grain, seven skinny ears eating the seven fat ears, seven skinny cows eating the seven fat cows, and it was so realistic, it was so lifelike, that he thought it was really happening. So when he woke up in, in the middle of the night, Hey Pari, you know, get it together, you're just dreaming, this didn't actually take place. So Vihine means surprise, both by Yaakov in the morning, or if you take a look at number seven, Vativlana Hashibalam Hadakois, Ace Sheva Hashibalam Abrios Vahamaleos, the thin stalks swallowed the seven healthy stalks, Vayikaz Paroi, and Paroi woke up, Vihine Chaloim, and it was a dream. So again, we see the word Vihine means surprise. First example again, Vahiba Boiker, Vihine Leia. Second example, Vayikaz Paroi, Vihine Chaloim. Says Rashbam, here also, when it says that, um, here also, when it says that, uh, sorry, the, the, the Wi-Fi is not working here. Mm. So, uh, when it says that, uh, Yaakov, when it says that she had twins, it seems like it's a surprise. So what's the surprise? Presumably what the Rashbam is saying is that uh, Rivka Imenu Rivka Imenu thought that she was just having one kid. She didn't think, right, right, most women when they go to the OB for their monthly checkup, if the doctor says, a lady, you're having twins, most women are going to be uh, quite surprised. So, <clears throat> so this was the... Um, the, the, so the Pasuk says, The days were filled for her to give birth, and there were twins in her womb. In other words, she was quite surprised that she was having twins. She didn't expect to have twins. So the bottom line is, the Rashbam is offering us the following principle, that the word vihine means, what? Surprise, a shocker. And, Rivka did not expect to, um, to have had twins. Now, Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky in his uh, Sefer Emes Yaakov speaks many, uh, many instances about the word Vihine. So the first time he talks about it is in the Pasuk, and he's not satisfied with, with what the Rashbam says, that just it was a surprise for Rivka to have twins, because after all, many people had twins before. It's not like, uh, see, I would have said, it's, even though many people have twins, but it's still a surprise when it happens to you, right? <laughs> I, I think, uh, you know, twins is very common, or it's very normal uh, by other people. But when you're the one who are, is having twins, it comes as a surprise. But Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky says, no, that can't be what Vihine is referring to. Rabbi Yaakov says Vihine means until that point in history, a lot of people had twins, but every single person who had twins had a boy and a girl. Kayan had the twin girl. Hevel had the twin girl. Um, um, others also had twins. Now for the first time, this is a twin, two boys. 
So that was the Vihine. Vihine Soim Bevivitna, says Rabbi Yaakov, that's why the Pasuk emphasizes, Vayisroitzutzu Habonim Bekerba. And the boys were quarreling. Why does it have to say the boys? Because the Chiddush is that this was the first time in history that there were twin boys. By the way, the same thing by Tamar. By Tamar it says, Vahiba Eis Lidata, Vihine Soimim Bevitna. That's also a surprise. Why? Because uh, she also was having twin boys. Right, so, so, <laughs> the, um, um, the Emes Liakov says that the surprise of the twins was the fact that uh, it was twin boys. How do you, how do you explain the first two? So, oh, okay, okay, good. So in other words, so now that we've established that the word Vahine means a surprise, so does that really um, work out for the Psukim? Hine Kel Yeshua Siyav Tachfalayevchad. Surprise! God is the God of my salvation. I trust Him. I'm not afraid. Does not seem to work for that pasuk. Or Hine Lo Yonum Velo Yishan Sham Yisrael. It would not seem to work that Hine is a surprise over there. There, it's uh, it would seem like it's a known idea. It's a established idea. So the rule of the Rashbam and the rule of Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky that Hine is a surprise would not seem to work for Hine Kel Yeshuasi and Hine Lo Yonum Velo Yishan Shoimer Yisrael. Now, um, let's see another example. Take a look at number seven. Vativlana Hashibalim Adakois Eisheva Hashibalim Habriois Sahamleois The seven skinny stalks swallow the seven fat stalks and it was a dream. So we said, the Rashbam says, what's the surprise over there? Paroi felt that the dream was so realistic that when he was dreaming that the seven skinny stalks were eating the seven fat stalks, he thought it was really happening. He thought it was happening in real time. And then he woke up, he was shocked that it was a dream. He thought it was really happening. So uh, Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky says the same thing. He says, that's the reason why... Um, the Svarim tell us that dreams could have meaning. In other words, why would a dream have any meaning? Dream, a person has uh, crazy thoughts during the day. A person's thinking about fantasy, um, imagination. So, so that's what a person would dream about in the night. Why would a dream be significant? The answer is because when a person is dreaming, it seems so realistic. It seems like it's happening in real time. The person thinks it's really happening. So that's the idea of how a dream could possibly be realistic. However, the Mizrahi on Rashi does uh, not concur with the Rashbam. In other words, the Rashbam says, is, Hey, surprise, Paroi, this is not a dream. Uh, this is not happening in real life. This is actually a dream. But the Mizrahi says, no, that's not what Rashi is referring to. Because why would the Torah need to say, Paroi woke up and he thought... And be asked, surprise, it's a dream, because he thought it was really happening. Says, says the Mizrahi, every person, when they're dreaming, thinks it's really happening. There's nothing special about Paroi, that when Paro had a dream, he thought it was real. And then when he woke up, it was a surprise that it was only a dream. The Torah wouldn't need to say by Paroi, oh, Paro woke up and it was only a dream. Every single person that dreams, no, thinks it's real, and then realizes it's a dream when they wake up. Now, I would say personally... This was real. What? It was real. It didn't really happen. No, I mean, seven skinny stalks didn't actually eat. <laughs> and, uh, but the, the, the question is, what the, what the Mizrahi is asking is, why would the Torah call that a surprise? It's a surprise because Pari thought it was real, but everybody who dreams thinks it's real. Is that true? I'm, you know, I'll, I'll share with you some personal information. I often have dreams. I know it's a dream. I'm tired. I know it's, you know, it's something in my imagination. I'm too tired to get up. So I go with the dream. Yeah, every time you always think it's real? The, am I the only crazy one that sometimes I'm aware that it's actually a dream? It stings you because it's so real. No, but I'm asking, anybody here ever experience a dream where they know at the time it's actually a dream? Is it because of the dream or stam because of other things that are going on? Yeah, but do you, do you ever have 
a dream that you know it's a dream. No, while you're dreaming, you're aware it's a dream. So I think, I think the Rashbam is saying, yeah, sometimes you could dream, and you're aware it's a dream. And the Chiddush's Paroi thought it was so real, he really thought it was happening. So, but the Mizrahi holds that when you're dreaming, you really think it's happening, you don't know it's a dream until you wake up. And therefore he interprets Vihine a little differently. You want to see how he interprets uh, Vihine? He interprets Vihine that Paroi actually had two dreams. First he dreamed about the stalks. And then he woke up. And you know what Paroi said? No, 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 no. These stalks, I'm going back to sleep. This is, this is like a half a dream. This is not a full dream. Maybe if I go back to sleep, I'll have the full omen and the full portent of the dream, and I'll get more information. So Paroi was not ready yet to get up for the day and get an interpretation. So the first time it says, Vayikatz Paroi. The second time Pari woke up, it was already close to the morning. So Pari said, there's no point in going back to sleep. I think my dream is complete. And now the second time, the Torah says, V'hine chaloim, V'hine chaloim means, uh, meaning, look at what does Rashi say on V'hine chaloim? V'hine chaloim, V'hine nishlam chaloim shalem. And behold, it was complete, a complete dream, L'fanov, V'hutzrach L'poisrim, and it needed to be... Uh, Interpreted. In other words, the way the Mizrahi learns is the first time Vayikas Paroi, Paroi woke up, but he sort of said, okay, I'm going to go back to sleep. But now Paroi is ready to Vihine Chaloim. The dream is now complete, Vahutzrach Lepoisrim, and it needs interpretation. So again, bottom line is that there seems to be a general rule that Vihine is either a surprise, and by the way, how does the Mizrahi learn Vihine? Vihine Chaloim. Meaning, and now it's a complete dream. Vihine means, and now. Where does the word hine come from according to the Mizrahi? Vihine would mean like heina, now. So most instances it seems like vihine means uh, something new. And the, the Mizrahi says vihine kamin, and now as well. Okay, now... Let's try, let's try to apply this to some cases. Again, we, it doesn't seem to apply to Hine Loyan and Valayishan Sham Yisrael, it doesn't seem to apply to Hine Kel Yishuasi. Take a look at number 12. In number 12, it seems like it's on again. Um, the, the Wi-Fi. Vayi Achrei Hadvar Ma'ila. It was after these matters, Vayomer Liyosef, Hine Ovicha Choyla, Behold your father sick. Anybody remember what the Gemara says about Metziah? The Gemara says in Pezayin, that until Yaakov Avinu, people would be walking down the street, and then they would be in the next world. It was a very smooth transition. You know, you're walking down the street, on this world, and then a moment later, you're upstairs in the next world. No advance warning, no sickness, no, no illness, no, no uh, hospital stay. person just went straight to the world to come. Asa Yaakov Avinu, Yaakov Inu came, Ba Rachame, he asked for mercy, the Havachusha, and there was a weakness. Shanemar, Vayomer Yosef, Hine Avicha Chayla. Asked the Marsha, from where does the Gemara see in this Pasuk that it was a new thing that people never got sick until Yaakov Avinu. In other words, the Gemara somehow is darshaning from this Pasuk that until Yaakov Avinu nobody got sick and from Yaakov Avinu on on, people got sick. Where in this Pasuk do you see that sickness was like a chidr, something new? So what would you say? Based on what we learned, Rabbi Yishaya Pick answers the Marshal's Kasha that the Gemara darshaned it from the word Hinei. Behold, your brother, your father's sick. What's the behold? What's the new thing? The answer is the new thing is that until now nobody ever got sick before. From this word, Hine, the Gemara is darshaning that it's a, a chidush, that, that until Yaakov Avinu nobody ever got sick. And from Yaakov Avinu and on, it uh, became a novelty that people became, uh, that people became ill. So here, what we're learning is that Hine being a Dabar Chidosh is not just a matter of grammar. It actually is a source of Drashos, of Chazal. Meaning Chazal Darshan. That from this Pasuk we could learn that until Yaakov Inu nobody ever became ill. And from Yaakov Inu and on, it's, uh, it became a new phenomenon that people got uh, ill before they died.
Okay, check out the next Pasuk. Look at the next, look at number 17. Vayagid Yaakov, it was told to Yaakov Avinu, Vayoymer, and he, and he said, Hine bincha Yosef ba'elacha, Behold, your son Yosef is coming to you. So Yaakov got a message, Behold, your son Yosef is coming to you. What's behold? So Rav Shlomo Kluger says, from this Pasuk we could learn that Yosef HaTzadik never visited Yaakov Avinu. And he quotes a practice of the Marami Rotenberg that from the time Marami Rotenberg came, became the God of Hadar, he never visited his father. Why? Because he was, apparently, he was very busy. He was teaching Klal Yisrael, so he was exempt from Kibbet Av. And he never asked his father to visit him because his father was just a regular, simple person. So what about Yaakov and Yosef, says Marami Rotenberg, uh, says Rav uh, Shalom Yosef, from the time he became king, he never visited his father because he couldn't. He was, uh, he was a melech. Yaakov, on the other hand, always visited Yosef because Yosef wanted Yaakov to visit him because, Yosef, uh, because Yaakov Inu was a great person, so Yosef wanted him to visit him. But now that Yaakov was sick, Yaakov couldn't visit Yosef. So that's what it means. Behold, Yosef's coming. But until now, Yosef never came. Remember, Shlomo Kluger says, from this Pasuk, we could learn that Yosef did not visit Yaakov Avinu. I mean, look in the Chumash. Do you ever see Yosef visiting? From the moment Yaakov came down to Mitzrayim, do you find one time that Yosef came to Yaakov? You don't see it. Why? Because Yaakov visited Yosef. But now Yaakov was sick. It was a chidosh. So we're learning almost all the time that it says the word hine. Hine is like a novelty. Be it uh, that's like the king of all of them. That's like the biggest surprise of all. Hine leya. Or, it was a chidosh, she was having twins. Or, it was a chidosh that it was twin boys. Or, we have the Pasuk, Vayikatz Paroi, Vihine Chaloim. He couldn't believe it was a dream. He thought it was actually real. Or, it says, Hine Chayla, Vayyam Eliyahu Yosef, Hine Avicha Chayla, from which Chazal learned, no one ever got sick before. This was the first time someone got sick before they died. Common cold, but the, the, the sickness and the death were not related. Good, the people got sick. You know, people always got sick. But the, being sick before one died was not uh, the regular occurrence. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Let's let's see if we could examine a couple more instances, and if it will shed any light on these psukim. Hine lo yonav lo yishan shami yisrael, and hine kel yeshua si evtach v'lo yevchad. <clears throat> Let's take a look in number 19. Vayehi hu terem kila ledaber. Remember Eliezer said a whole tefillah. He said, God Almighty, make it happen today. And as he's finishing getting the words out of his mouth, Vihine Rivko says, Oh, behold, Rivko is coming out. What's the Vihine over here? So I would have said the surprise is that usually if you daven, Okay, the tefillah has to go up, and the malachim have to let it through, and the Rebbe has to examine it, and Hashem has to decide when he's going to listen to it. And here, he didn't even get the words out of his mouth, and the tefillah was already answered. That's a surprise. That's, that's talk about quick response. That's what I would have said the Vihinei is. So the Mahari Asad, Rabbi Huda Asad, he says another pshat. He says, the Medr says Basuo was a wealthy guy. Most wealthy people don't have their like teenage daughters cleaning up, you know, the, their restrooms. Most people don't have their, their girls, you know, taking care of uh, their sheep. And here it is, Basuo is a very wealthy person. He's a governor, he's an Aishar, and he sends out his young daughter Rivka to, to tend to his sheep, to go to the well. What's Rivka doing out there all by herself? 
Why, why would Bisuel do that? The answer is surprise. This is something out of the ordinary. Bisuel would never do such a thing. Why did it happen? Because Eliezer was davening that Yitzchak should find a shidduch. So the surprise was on this occasion, this unusual occurrence happened, and Rivka herself came out, even though you would never have expected such a thing to happen. But let's see another um, uh, possibility. Take a look at number 20. The Ra'ahu HaKoyen, Bayam Ashvi, the Koyen will see the Nega on the seventh day. Vihinei HaNega Omad Be'inav, and the Nega would be, was stationary in his eyes, and Loifasa HaNega Ba'ar, the Nega did not spread in the skin, Vizgira HaKoyen Shavas Yamim Shenes. Here we have the word Vihinei. The Koyen will see it on the seventh day, Vihinei, what does the word Vihine mean over there? It's an amazing thing. It says the Balaturim, Hine means surprise. Hine means surprise. What's the surprise? The surprise is he hasn't looked at it for seven days. The Kain has absolutely no idea what's Vastitzach with the Nega. So it's a surprise for him that after seven days, usually after seven days, the wound begins to heal. The Tzaras looks exactly the same as it did originally. So that's the Balaturim says it's a surprise. And therefore, if you look in the Sefer Divrei Pinchas, which is a contemporary Sefer, he says, by Rivka also, there is a very big surprise. The surprise is, Chazal say, that Rivka Yimenu was such a tsanua, she didn't go out into the public, especially in front of other shepherds. She'd, she actually never ventured outside of her family's home before in her whole life, the Medr says. The matter says this was the first time in the life of Rivka that Rivka ever left the house. So that's the pshat. Eliezer couldn't even get the words out of his mouth and the shidduch he was hoping for for the first time in her life makes the guest appearance by the well. Behine Rivka Yitzis. It was a big shocker. It was a big surprise. Look at number 23. Remember when Miriam spoke Lashon Har about Moshe Rabbeinu? The cloud was removed from the tent. Vihine Miriam Mitsairas Kashaleg. And Miriam was a leper like snow. Vihine. What's the Vihine? So I would have said, that's a big shocker. Because you think this is the only time anyone in all of Klai Israel ever said a word about another person? that deserved saras. I mean, what did Miriam say already? She said, Moshe uh, Rabbeinu, who does he think he is? L- listen to what Miriam said. Miriam said, Hashem spoke to Avraham Avinu, and Avraham Avinu never separated from his spouse. Is Moshe greater than Avraham? In other words, she didn't, look, look at the disparaging remarks she made about Moshe. She said, Avraham Avinu is all the way up here. Moshe is just like that. He's not like that. The, you think Moshe, it's like she said, Moshe doesn't know the whole Yushalmi Baal with every carbon Ha'ida. There's one carbon Ha'ida at the end of Masech Oksin that Moshe Rabbeinu doesn't know Baal I mean, Halavai, they should say that about us. Think about what Miriam said. Miriam didn't criticize Moshe. Miriam said, he's only as great as Avraham Avinu. And you don't think anyone in the history of Klal Yisrael ever said a similar type of remark about somebody? The answer is probably they did. But they never got saras. So Miriam, who by the way, she saved Moshabino's life, you would have expected that perhaps her good deeds would have been enough to protect her from getting saras. And the answer is no. God says to her, Why do you speak about Moshe? And the next second is surprise! The Gadoy Lahadar is being punished that she's Chashuba Kameh. That's how I would have learned the Vihine. The Divrei Pinchas says, perhaps, the surprise is, the Medr says, that when Aaron looked at her, the Tsaras went away. And when he turned away, the Tsaras came back. So that was a shocker. You know, why would the Tsaras be dependent on whether Aaron looked at her or not? And uh, that's the Vihine by Miriam. So that's... That's what... Oh, 
That, that, right. In other words, he's talking about the second vihine. So I would say Pshan, the first vihine. Thank you. I would say the first vihine is the fact that she was a mitzvah in general. The ha'anon vihine miriam So basically, this is where I was holding this morning, and I sort of did not have a very good pshat in hine kel Yeshua si eftach b'layevchad, and hine lo yanum b'layishan shamarisa. And then I realized that if you're going to give a shir on the word hine in Parshas Vayetzeh, it's actually a very good uh, um, parsha to uh, give a shir on the word vihine. And this dawned on me, mamish, right before uh, I printed the sheet, because if you look in the beginning of the parsha, almost every single word is vihine. And that's not even why I gave the shir, and I didn't even realize it. And then I realized the entire, this week's parsha is parsha's vihine. Watch this. Vayachalohim vihine sulam. Mutzav Artsa, he had a dream, and behold, the ladder was standing on the ground. And then again, And then, So, first of all, what do the Vihines mean here, and why in the world does it say every other word? You ever like realize that what's going on in the beginning of this week's parsha? Vayachaloim v'hinei sulam mutzavartsa. What exactly is uh, the v'hinei sulam mutzavartsa over here? <clears throat> so then I thought maybe you could say he had a dream. Now in a dream you could see a ladder. But most of the time, the ladder has to be leaning on something. Like um, on Monday, we, on this past Sunday, we went to uh, Ramsgate. We went to the kever of Moses Montefiore. On Monday, we went to the east end of London, and we went to an ancient cemetery. In the cemetery, there were three old chief rabbis. One of them was Rev. Solomon Herschel, then in a side cemetery, there was Rav Tevela Shif. Rav Tevela Shif was the Rebbe of Rav Nassim Adler. Also in that cemetery was the Baal Shem of London. You ever hear the Baal Shem of London? Probably not. All the pictures of the Baal Shem Tov that you saw, they're all forgeries. That's not what the Baal Shem... It's not even a picture of the Baal Shem Tov. All the pictures that they have of the Baal Shem Tov are the Baal Shem of London. Now who's the Baal Shem of London? He was an alchemist. He was an alchemist. Alchemist, he was like, he was a magician. And he was a very good magician. In fact, he won the lottery in London by guessing the numbers. And he became a multimillionaire. He was thrown out of Holland for these type of uh, activities. And very interesting personality. <clears throat> Whether I was going to go to his kever or not, it doesn't matter because the, it, was, it was locked. So there was an op- so we knocked on the door next to the base uh, Oilam, and it actually had a uh, little mezuzah on it, and the guy let us in, and uh, the 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 wall around the cemetery was about thirteen or fourteen feet high, and he gave us a ladder. We decided not to climb up. Later we found out it was a good thing we didn't climb up the ladder, because the last people who did it spent the night somewhere where we'd rather not have to be. So anyway. <clears throat> That was, so in this cemetery you have the Baal Shem of London. So, so one thing is good to know is that all the pictures of the Baal Shem Tov are of this alchemist, the Baal Shem Lam. Also, in the, in the cemetery that was open, uh, Rothschild is buried there. So we were zoichet to be at Rothschild's kever. Um, anyway, so most ladders, they have to be leaning on something. If they're not leaning on anything, then, uh, then they're going to topple over. So I would say, surprise, he had a dream. You know what was a dream? There was a ladder, it was standing on the ground, the head of it was in the sky. And that's a surprise, because otherwise, the ladder would fall down. How does the ladder stand on the ground and go up to the sky? And then, another surprise is, you know who's going up and down the ladder? Not, I don't know, not the Pied Piper, it was angels going up and down, that was a surprise. And a third surprise is, you know who was all the way on the top of the ladder? God was on the top of the ladder. That's what I would have said. But then I had a question. What's it? Surprise, I'm going to be with you? 
What's the surprise? So I looked around, I looked in the Malbim, I looked in all the Mepharsh, and I said, let me look in the Arachayim HaKadosh. And sure enough, the Arachayim HaKadosh offers a new pshat in the word Vahine. This is like as we're going to... What does Arachayim HaKadosh say? Arachayim HaKadosh says, most dreams are not really definitive information. As we know, Ki dreams are empty, they're vanity. And even if they're truthful, they'll have a lot of tevin and a lot of straw. Because a dream is just like an expression of a person's imagination and a person's fantasy. But not so the dream of Yaakov Avinu. Yaakov Avinu wasn't having a dream. Yaakov Avinu was having a nevuah. If he was having a nevuah, then all the information he was seeing was absolutely definitive. It was precise information. And in order to indicate that the information was exact and precise, says Rachaim HaKadosh, Every single thing that Yaakov Avinu saw, it says, Vihine. Vihine means, behold, this is what is. This is the reality. This is not a chaloim. This is a nevuan. This is exactly what will be. Therefore, vaya chaloim. And it was an actual ladder which represented something real. And there were actual malochim that represents actual malochim. And God was actually there definitively, decisively. No, there's no haziness, there's no cloudiness. Most dreams, you have a dream, you could see the person, you can't see the person. It is meaningful, it's not meaningful, it is significant, it's not significant, it is ominous, it's not. No, this is not a dream, this is not something that needs to be interpreted. This was a nevuah. And to indicate the preciseness of every single detail, it says, Vihine, says Arachayim HaKadosh, Ulazet timsa shadiktek loimar, b'chol pradu prad mehanigla ila b'chaloim, vihine, by the riyas hasulam, by the riyas hamalachim, by the malachi aloikim, to indicate, and also, hakavana bazeh, ki hoisa nevua mamish. In other words, vihine means machlet berayasai. Definitive. No, I wouldn't say it applies to all of them. But I think according to Archaim HaKadosh, we've discovered a new definition of the word Vihine. Vihine means definitively, absolutely. Well, by para, at least we know it was a surprise. There, there we could learn like the Rashbam, that it was a surprise. Um, by Paroi, no, it wasn't a Nevoah, because Paroi can't have Nevoah. He's not a Navi. But by Yaakov Avinu, it's... How, how is our time that if, he say, if he's defining, it has to be consistent? No, not, I don't know that every single time in Chumash it says Vihine, it has to be. In other words... Only but only by Yaakov Avinu. In other words, Paroi doesn't have Nevoah. Paroi can't have Nevoah. So there, Vihine means surprise, it was a dream. He thought it was real, and it's a surprise that it was a dream. But by, and also by Parat, it doesn't say Vihine by every single detail, because he may have had haziness and cloudiness by some of the details. Rachayim HaKadosh is saying the fact that it keeps on repeating, Hine, 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 that means a certain level of definitiveness. So this was, uh, this was very important to me. Because Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky says a similar idea about Hine in uh, Parshas Vayera. Take a look at number 28. They said to him, Where's Sarah? He said she's in the tent. That's not what it says. Says Rashi, She's modest. <coughs> She's modest. Who asked Rashi? Who asked Rashi to comment anything over here? Is there a problem? The Malachim asked Avram an innocent question. Where's Sarah? So Avram's giving a tr- uh, straightforward answer. She's in the tent. Where does Rashi see that? Where, how does Rashi know that what Avram Avinu was saying was that she's modest? They asked him where she is, and he answered. Who says he's commenting on her modesty or lack thereof? I mean. Rashi doesn't just comment for the fun of it. Rashi says, she's modest. Where in the Pasuk does Rashi see that Avram Avinu is saying, by the way, 
well, well, you're asking where she is? I just want you to know she's modest. Who's? How does the Gemara know? In other, you know? And Rashi would only quote a Gemara if you need the Gemara to explain Pshad in the Pasuk. It's something lacking in the Pasuk that Rashi needs to add the detail that Aramavina was conveying. By the way, she's modest. They want some question. Where's the lady? So he said, she's in the tent. Who said anything about modesty? Yeah, exactly. Okay, so why did he say Hine? So Rabbi Yaakov says like this. Hine has another meaning. Hine could mean it's Pasha. Not surprise. Until now we learned Hine means a shocker. Hine could also mean the opposite. It's Pashat. And therefore, that's how Rashi knew that Aram Avinu was saying she's modest. Meaning, the Malachim say, where's Sarah? And Aram was saying, what kind, of a, what kind of dumb question is that, where's Sarah? She's a Tsanua, she's in the tent. How does, how, does, how does Rashi know, in other words, how do Chazal know that Aram Avinu is conveying that she's modest? Because otherwise, why did he say Hine? Hine doesn't mean, shocker, she's in the tent because she's not a, she's a prutzach, Hine means, it's Pashut. What kind of ridiculous Shaila is it? Where is she? That's like asking, where's Yaakov Avinu? Yaakov is in the base of Medrash. So you're asking, where's Sarah? Where else is she? She's in the tent. Says Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky. That, this Pshat in Hine is like the Arachayim HaKadosh's Pshat in Hine in this week's parasha. The Hine meaning like, it's definitive, it's clear, it's obvious, it's overt, it's blatant. Now we're going to share with you a, a situation where I'm not so clear about the meaning. And I want to point out something very interesting. Vayomer Yitzchak al Avraham Aviv. Yitzchak said to Abraham, Vayomer Avi, Vayomer Hineini, Vini. Vayomer Yitzchak said, Hinei ha'eish v'ha'etzim. Behold, here's the fire and the wood. But Dad, where's the sheep? So what, what does Hinei mean here? It doesn't mean surprise. Surprise! Here's the wood and the fire. I mean, Avramavina is the one bringing it. He knows that there's the wood and the fire. He's saying, what's he saying? What's, what's the Vihine saying? It's Pasha, meaning, it's Pasha that this is the fire and the wood. What, what does that mean, it's Pasha, this is the fire and the wood? Right. So where in the world is... So you think Hine, it's Pashat, makes sense over here. It's Pashat that we have the... But he's talking about the fire and the wood. It's Pashat that this is the fire and this is the wood. This is a surprise that there's a fire here? No, but the word Hine is not is going on the Eish and the Eitzim. He sees because he sees everything and he doesn't see the Karban. So the Chayra, who's the Karban? He realizes he's the Karban. No, but he knew it before. He knew it's going to be a Karban. It's not new to him. I would say Hine here means... The, the one thing I know for sure, meaning maybe like um, the Archaim HaKadosh, there's one thing I know definitively. I know there's a fire here. That I know. I know there's a wood over here. But uh, I'm a little confused. Where's the sheep? Yeah, but he knew, Rabbi. Because afterwards, it's Vayechu Shneim This was the realization, and then afterwards, it's Shneim Yachta. They were all on the same page. So now it's dawning on it. So what's the Hine trying to say? Everything is here. He sees the age. He it's sees time the, to execute. Uh, That's what, what it means. He, the realization that he's the carbon, and then they went Shneim Yachta. Mm. Rabbi, he knew it's a Koban. It's time to execute. So, okay, I just want to specifically, the Hine is, is communicating that it's obvious that the, the fire and the wood, but where's the sheep? And then, then it hits him. Yeah, every time you <coughs> the Hine is usually right in front of the words that it's trying to describe or whatever. Right. So the Hine would be a little out of place. Yeah, I don't think it's going on the sheep. I mean, it, it would have to be, it's clear that this is the fire and this is the wood. Okay, one more example, then we're gonna, I want to point out something very interesting. Vayisa Avraham Asenav. Avraham lifted his eyes. Vayar, and he saw. Vahineayel. It's a ram. 
says the Svarno, and I think the Svarno is learning, the Hine is a surprise. That, when it's a ram, who says you can bring the ram? If you're walking down the street, oh, wow, that's, that's a nice uh, Lexus. I'm going to be Makrovit as a carbon. Yeah. I mean, how did Avraham know that he could take it? Look in the Svarno. He understood that the ayol appeared with the will of God. And there's no chshash gezel. Because he saw that it wasn't there a minute ago. And the hine ayol, out of nowhere, the ayol appeared. So he realized God made it come there. Because it wasn't there two seconds ago. The hine ayol. A second ago there was no ayol. And then immediately take a raya ayol. So the Svarno is learning the Hine means what? Surprise! Something that wasn't uh, known until then. But look at Rashi. Rashi says the Hine Ayol, it was an Ayol designated from the six days of creation. <laughs> says the Sivzechem, how does Rashi know that this was an Ayol designated from the six days of creation? Because otherwise, why does it say the Hine? So how does the Sifsei Chachamim understand the word Vihinei? He seems to understand the word Vihinei something that's been prepared and designated. That's a new meaning. So let's review the different possibilities of the word Vihinei. The Mizrahi said Vihinei means Um, that the Mizrahi says Vihine means and now meaning as opposed to before and now which by the way is the same thing as a surprise surprise is something that happened now and not before I, I think it's the same meaning in other words, the Mizrahi learns by the dream of Paroi. Paroi woke up, and now it's a full dream as opposed to before it wasn't a full dream. So in other words, that is very consistent with the meaning surprise. Surprise means something that I didn't recognize and realize and fully comprehend until now. That's what a surprise is. So one meaning of Vihine is surprise now, and I don't think that works in the Psukim. Hine kel Yeshua siyavtach. And hine loyanum v'leishan. There's no surprise over there. There's nothing that's happening now. God was always the God of my salvation. God never slept. Unless it means, now I realize, until I, I always, maybe, I wasn't sure, I didn't have the faith, I didn't have the bitach, I didn't have the emunah, and now I realize and I comprehend that I have no one to rely on and God is there for me. Maybe. Or, the way Rashi learns, Rashi learns Hine means prepared and designated. Could, could that be what it means? Hine kel Yeshua si evtach evchad. God has designated Himself and prepared Himself that He's the Rebunsh of my salvation and I trust in Him. God has prepared Himself, Hine, He's designated and prepared. Lo yonum v'lo yishan shamer Yisrael. I would prefer to think that the Hine in these two psukims, like the Arachayim HaKadosh explains the Hine in the dreams, in the Chaloim of Yaakov Avinu. And he had a dream. But don't think this is a dream like Paro's dream. This is not hazy, this is not fuzzy, there's no ambiguity, there's no uncertainty. Yaakov Avinu saw definitively, without any question, that there was a Sulam Mutzavarza, and its significance was unquestionable. And there were angels going up and down, and that was not ambiguous, that was definitive. And the Yvonne was standing on top of it, and there was no question about that. And then Asa Hashem says, imach, No questions, not probably, I'm with you, um, 90% I'm with you, 99% definitively I'm with you. And therefore, perhaps, as a declaration of emuna, 
When a person declares his faith that the Rebbein Shalom is with him and ready to save him and ready to help him, ready to be with him, and Hashem never slumbers and Hashem is never going to look away and Hashem is going to stand with us our whole life to help us be successful. The correct word to use is Hinei Kel Yeshua Siyatach. Definitively, unquestionably, without any sveikos, without any doubts, without any challenges. Hinei Lo Yonum Velo Yishan Yisrael. And I think that's a very beautiful understanding of these psukim. According to Archaim HaKadosh, Hine is a statement of absoluteness, of clarity, of definitiveness, like in the Nevuah of Yaakov Avinu. And um, I think it would give us a very uh, profound insight into these psukim of Emuna and Bitachain. Hine, Hine means a statement a fact without question, without uncertainty, without without any ambiguity. Hine kel Yeshua si eftach v'loy efchad. Hine layanum v'loyishan shaymer Yisrael. So even though you thought that a shear on the subject of hine would be uninteresting, and behold, it was one of the best shiurim you heard, at least today. <laughs> Thank you for coming, everyone. Have a wonderful night. Shkoyach. <coughs> Soaking. Surprise. Last thing, right. So it comes out that, that sorry, this is the, the clincher. You could go if you want, but this is the clincher. <laughs> that, that, um, so Hine could have two opposite meanings. One meaning is surprise. A surprise. Something that wasn't known until now. Something that... Um, revealed. Unexpected. Unexpected. But it was revealed. Until now, nobody knew. It was a complete shocker. It was out of the blue. It was something that nobody ever heard of. Undefinitive. Unclear. And the other meaning of Hine is, as Arachayim HaKadosh says, Davar Mukhlat. Something that's absolutely definitive. Rashi says... In the last printing of the Marmakon's Parshish Truma, Parak Chavzayim Pasuk Gimel, that the word Ladashnoi means to remove the ashes. Why? Kiyesh Milois Belashon Ivris Mila Achas Meschalefes Bepisrain. One word could be interpreted both ways. Binyan Ustira Kamoi Vatashresh. And tisharesh, vatashesh means could uproot and to root. So in Lashon HaKodesh, there's a very interesting phenomenon. That one word can mean something, and it's exact opposite. And I think that's, the, that's what we see with the word hine. Hine means a surprise, something people didn't recognize, something people didn't know, something that was uh, unheard of until now. And Hine means definitive, absolutely, designated from beforehand, without any uncertainty, without any doubt. So this would be an example of what Rashi says in Parshat Chuma, that one word in Lashon HaKodesh could mean two exact opposite things. And it's not brought in for stylistic purposes. It's not brought in for literary purposes. It's a word from which Chazal Darshan, from the word Hine we Darshan, no one ever got sick before. It's, actually, it's an actual drush of Chazal. From Hine we learn that Paroi thought it was actually real. And uh, we also learn from the word Hine that uh, when it comes to HaKadosh Baruch Hu's salvation for Klal Yisrael, it's absolute, it's definitive without any question. Right. So you could, whether forward or backwards, yeah, very good. Thank you very much. Okay, everyone, have a good one. Shkayach. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.